Welcome back to Interior Analysis. I'm your host for this one, Jelani Kelly. I'm Evan Westman. I'm David Jones. And today we are discussing Season 3 of The Boys. We had David binge all three seasons to catch up. I watched on a weekly basis. I, I tried to hold out for like a week at least what before watching the show, and I couldn't even wait that long, so I, I just... I, I just watched all of season three on the weekly basis like everybody else. I think Evan binged all of it. Did you? Yeah, last week. I think the last episode hadn't come out when I started. I think I caught the last episode like the night after it aired. So I pretty much binged it throughout all last week. Real quick before we move on, content and probably language warning for this episode. Just yeah, it's not probably. Yeah, it's not a probably. Just, just for like... If for some reason you're listening to this and you haven't watched The Boys, just know that it it gets pretty intense in a number of areas. So just like everyone you've seen the show knows what they're in for. But I just on the off chance we have somebody who doesn't know what this show is about, who's just like, huh, I've heard of this. There's a lot in this show. And we are probably going to talk about at least some of it. So just yes, fair warning. David, you binged all three seasons of this uh, yep. in preparation and uh we we appreciate your your commitment um yes we do so real quick let's hear your thoughts on season one and two since you weren't able to join us for those episodes i don't know which one i like more because it was all a blur but it was so good and i was so into it and i had no idea I knew, like, people had told me, especially because we had done Invincible and people had said, like, there's, like, similarities between the two. So I had, like, a kind of an idea. And I've always heard, like, the cold pitch of just, like, imagine if, like, the superheroes were in, like, the real world. But I didn't realize how crazy it's going to get. And, like, the pilot is the perfect example for how crazy the show's going to go. Like... It really lets you know, like, if you're not on board with it by the pilot, even within, like, the first three minutes of the pilot, then you're probably not going to get down with the show. My biggest takeaway was how much I missed and loved having, like, a villain and just, like, a really good villain who was just a villain. And, I like, Homelander was that for me. Any scene with Homelander, I don't care what anybody says, Homelander owns the show. Any scene with him in it, you're just like, eyes are on him. You need to, because you never know what he's going to do. It gave me very, like, season four Joffrey vibes before they killed him. Like, people were just, like, so on edge. Like, what is he going to do? And I just felt that same vibe watching it. I think I like season two a little more. Rip Margaret Stillwell. But I think I like the Stormfront stuff a little more. I don't know. I loved the season two finale. Mwah. Yeah. Delicious. It was fantastic. Everything about that finale was amazing. I don't want to get into season three yet, but I don't think it held up. I agreed with that note Evan had. The season two finale, everything about it was just like, it's just beautiful. Okay, here's a little controversial opinion. I don't like Huey and Starlight together. Huey and Annie. I don't think they're a good match. I'm not mad at that personally. Like I, I don't I'm know if fine it was controversial. I mean, I've never not heard controversial that in my book. I don't think they're the most shippable couple by any stretch, but I'm fine with that. Like I kind of, I was pretty neutral on everything with them this season. I was like, all right, it's good they're like you know spending some time on the two of them and their relationship and like 
as well as their separate stuff but i also like personally didn't feel like i was super into anything they were like any of that story or i actually i kind of thought the stuff with their relationship was one of my less favorite parts of this season but yeah overall great time i would recommend binge watching it for anybody who just wants to just enjoy the craziness that is the show i wish well actually i don't know if i wish that people had told me how crazy it was beforehand because i really enjoyed finding out because it just keeps getting crazier like you're like it's, it's not gonna get that crazy and it does get that crazy like in the first episode of the third season yeah i you know i will to be a fly on the wall in that writer's room and they were like how are we gonna start this season off i would wow amazing so yeah i'm glad you enjoyed it david i'm glad it wasn't a waste of your, your time because that was a lot of yeah TV that was... to ask you to watch in such a short time so i appreciate you uh dedicating the time to watch it the episode that got me fully hooked was the plane episode in the first season. I knew it was going to yeah. be that. The minute Homelander turns like that, I'm like, I'm in. Like, I'm so in. Like, I don't care where the show goes, but I'm in. Yeah. I just rewatched that scene before we started. I still think it's the best one on the show. So fucking good. Stay back. Stay back or I'll lazy. God damn it. I'll lazy every single fucking one of you anyway more initial thoughts uh david anything else you wanted to add evan you could start throwing yours in there as well for this season at least david why don't you go first for this season my initial reaction it was interesting i was curious going into it how we were going to deal with butcher especially because becca was gone and we know that they had made the promise to watch over Ryan, but like what was really gonna drive Butcher because Becca was such a driving force for him in the first two seasons. And I feel like they did like an okay job at it. I don't think it's perfect. I think they kind of honestly forgot a little bit about the CIA lady, Madeline. I think she should have played a bigger role. I feel like she's Mallory always... or 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 Stillwell. No, isn't her name, is, her, is it Mallory? The one with the grandkids. Is her name Mallory? Yeah, Mallory. Mallory. Okay. Mallory. I think in this season, especially because she was such a main part of the last season, and then we got, like, kind of a strong beginning with her because she was filling in some of the exposition contextually for us with Soldier Boy and the payback crew and everything. And I thought we would have got a little bit more there. And maybe that would have satisfied, at least for the finale for me. I don't know. For a show that usually, I mean, there's only, I guess, I say only three seasons, but three seasons can be a lot. For a show that has had two really strong finales, I think this finale just felt a little like womp womp. I don't know. Mm. But other than that, I still enjoyed it. I, everything about it I liked. And I didn't really mourn or miss Becca all that much. Which I thought was good. I forgot about her. Yeah. Until you just mentioned her. They don't even really reference her that much this season. I, I don't like. even There's know. Maybe Billy's like two references to her at all. Yeah. Like not even like Ryan doesn't even really talk about her that like there's a couple scenes, but that's that's about the most we get. Yeah. And even like when Butcher is trapped in like his dream. And he's, like, going through his stages of guilt. None of that. There's no memory with Becca. It's all Lenny. So it's, like, 
I guess everything with Becca is just resolved. Or they just don't feel like going further with it, I guess. Mm. Definitely second you on the finale, David. Like, I don't think this finale was bad, but yeah, compared to season two, definitely not as good. But I did like the episode, like the each episode better this season than I might be able to say this is my favorite season of this show. Not by a ton, but it might be. I'm still holding out for a chicken noodle or a lentil or a tomato or a French onion or something where they make a joke about soups. Please do it by the, like, until this show gets canceled, I'm going to keep asking for that because it's really the only thing I want. Once again, I did not care one bit about anything Frenchie did. I want him out of the show. He's not like I the honestly, worst character. Like my jaw but... was on the floor when I read that that note. I was like, "Wow." <laughs> no, it's it's crunchy. not. It's not that I don't like him as a character. It's just literally everything they give him to do is it just feels so extraneous, and I have to every single time there he's doing something, I'm like, I have to try to remind myself, like, what are we doing with this? And sometimes I just give up and i'm like all right whatever i guess we gotta get through this like the whole thing where him and kamiko were like oh let's go somewhere we're like yes please go go to where marseille have have a happy ending i want that for you guys and then we can just get rid of all of your needless side quests i'd like kamiko to stick around though she's cool but yeah that doesn't like french people i knew you guys were gonna say that well he's russian he's like french russian I think he just has Russian friends. No, his name is Serge. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, he was in Russia with Lil Nina, so maybe he's Russian. Whichever. And everything with him is just useless, I think. Shout out to our uh, former playwriting professor, Bruce Graham. His movie, Dunstan Checks In, got called out this season. Really? Yeah. Yeah, with, um, what was it? The Red Soup. Scarlet something. Oh, Crimson Countess? she has, like, her monkey advocacy thing. And she has, like, the... I don't know. She has, like, a thing. Some prop from that movie, I guess. Because monkeys. Everything Everywhere had a better dildo fight. It wasn't really a fight. It was more of a massacre. Yeah, but it still wasn't as good. I'm not gonna argue that. Both are weird. Yeah, but you know I'm right, also. (laughs) No. Yes. Everything Everywhere did it better. I don't like that movie. My roommate, what, what, that was like the one scene she sat in on, and that was what she said. She At first she was like, oh, wow, yeah, this show does really get weird, because I had like warned her about it. And then she was like, yeah, Everything Everywhere, better dildo fight. I loved the final scene with M.M. and his daughter. That was one of my favorite moments of the season. His ex is just, they're not writing her well, but she's really, really dumb, because she's with Todd. And Did Todd she come is... up in earlier seasons? Because I don't remember her showing up. Yeah. Uh, or his daughter. Did were they were either I'm of them? I'm pretty sure they were in season two with Lamplighter. Okay, I don't remember anything with them if they did come up. Because I think MM was out of the story for like a couple episodes or something. Yeah, they were in sure. another season. Yeah. Because they go to the house. Like mm-hmm. the safe house, and she's like, "I told you, never oh, yeah. do this again. Never come see me again. You put Janine in danger." Yeah, 
Tired of... He's like, I'm so sorry, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they literally make him say every line like so intensely. He, Butcher, he's like just I'm never done. casual. This is not what I signed up for, Butcher. He's like, and every season it's the same thing. He's like, by episode three or four, he's like, Butcher, you came knocking at my door. I didn't want this, okay? I don't know how to deal with your bullshit anymore. And I'm like, well, here we are. I'm sure you're going to not deal with it in season four, too. Probably. I feel like he, like, gargles gravel before each take. Anyway, you're continue with your reactions. So broader stuff. This show, I feel like, is trying to just do so much it's balancing a, a ton of characters i'll get into this more i think it's maybe biting off a little more social commentary than it can really chew not that i'm mad that it does that i think it's maybe just trying to do too much and in areas that it's not well equipped to but the characters thing i think is gonna potentially be an issue in later seasons if they don't like do something about that they did kill off quite a few characters that might mitigate some of that but I could feel it kind of stretching itself thin. That said, there's also a lot of, like, excess stuff that I think we could get rid of. Frenchie's plot lines being the first to go, <laughs> um, of course. But I feel like just, I think part of why that comes up, and it's not just that, it's a lot of stuff with, like, it felt like it took a long time for the boys to get to Russia and find Soldier Boy. Like, that felt like it took just such a long time. And I wonder if this show would that be like better. was like episode three, right? Maybe. Yeah. I feel like it might have been four or five. I could be wrong. But I feel like there's just, there's enough extra stuff that I wonder if this show would be better if the seasons were six episodes. It happened in earlier seasons too, where there's just like stuff that is not really compelling and just feels like it's checking boxes to get us somewhere. And I'm always just kind of hoping that where it gets us is satisfying. So um, make it like Disney length, Disney show length, six episodes an hour. I just think giving them a little less space to work with would make them work more efficiently. Because there's, like, you just there's nothing. You just want less Frenchy stuff. I'm not denying that I want less of it. Just, like, again, we can keep him around. Just give him something interesting to, like, literally everything that he does feels like it's just some plot device to get us somewhere. or Or not even that. Like, some of what he did this season was just some extra side quest. And there's just, like, especially, I like, agree this season I wanted especially... so much more Maeve. If this is going to be her last season, and I think that it might, like, we really should have gotten some more Maeve instead That's of, true. like, the We had a whole with... dance number. Yeah, I'm not mad that we have that scene, but everything with, like, him and little Nina and not Jennifer Lawrence that shows up for two scenes that he apparently has some history with like oh cherry yeah i kept forgetting it like they kept mentioning her and i was like is that why why do we care about her remind me why we (laughs) care about her and i don't know that we there's actually really much there for us to be invested in i would have been so much more here for more mave i did like her ending though especially because it's one of the few like actually heroic moments in I the show, I thought she did too, and I would have. But I'm I'm glad that she's maybe gonna get a happy ending, and that she lost her powers. Like that's probably the closest thing to a happy ending that this show is gonna give us. For anybody. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder if Dominique Miguel will get just wants out of the show because of how little of her there was, and 
but they couldn't just write her out of it. If that's the case, like, I think this is a decent ending. But I, if this is the last we're going to see a Maeve, we should have gotten more of her. I heard she lives in Ireland, so it's difficult. Yeah, and I don't know how they're, like, I don't think they can really bring her back very much if she doesn't have powers. Like, what is she going to do? Like, there's some history. Maybe she'll, like, cameo or, like, show up for one or two episodes next season. I'd be okay with that, but I'd kind of like them to just let her be. Especially because the world apparently thinks she's dead. So they really don't need to do anything else with her anymore if they don't want the only thing Ashley did that wasn't shitty this season. Oh my god, that line when he said, Ashley, take off your wig, that was hysterical. <laughs> I started, like, wheezing. She said, what wig? And he just looked at her. I want to know how many gay people are in that writer's room, because some of the lines are very, very gay. And take that wig off is one of them. Why? What? How? It's like a, it's like a expression. Like, if you're wigless or if you lost your wig, it's like you're gagged. Okay. Like you're shook. I mean, I'm pretty sure Homelander doesn't know about that. Um, whoever's writing them does. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and that's how I need to figure out who it is. Because he also could read. Like, he'll read somebody down, and you're just like, I don't know if a straight person can write this. Okay. I, I don't have anything to say to that. I'm done with my reactions there, so... Jelani, if you want to go. I disagree with your thoughts, both of your standpoints on the finale. But before that, uh, to those that say nothing happened this season, because I have seen that take, let me give you a list of significant changes to the series by the end of season three. Maybe it's a happy ending. Butcher is dying, 12 to 18 months to live. Newman is still a head-popping problem. Homelander let more of himself out, and now his fans uh, love it. Fuck you, Todd. Mallory is, uh, has Soldier Boy, the boys in our democracy. Deep is still a dumbass piece of shit. Ashley did, did something not shitty, and Noir dead. And also, I forgot Stormfront died earlier in the beginning of the season. I really thought they were going to bring her back. Yeah, oops. I was shocked she was alive in the beginning of the season. I thought like she was dead. I knew that because Jelani told me that she wasn't dead after season two. But yeah. I thought Ryan burnt her to a crisp. She was looking like Darth Vader. I mean, she still was, but up to the very end. I know, and like the skin scabbed over her eye, and I had never really thought about that before, and I was like, that's a very disturbing visual. I thought the entire last fight sequence was fire. I, I had no idea it was going to happen, but I was glued every minute. Now looking back at it, I'm really surprised there were actually zero casualties on all sides that were formed there in that ending. It was still a spectacle. I like it was it was just confusing because like one of the things that I've always I've always one of the things in the past two weeks of this binge watch of the boys that I've really enjoyed about this show is it's like at least the first two seasons it's pretty ruthless and it's pretty smart what how it's going to use its characters like when a character really has no more use to the story they pretty much just kill them and they don't really wait and I've always really liked yeah and yeah i was gonna get into that and i really liked that about it and this season like the frenchy stuff felt weird Maeve just like disappearing because they locked her away felt weird and then at the end like she throws out all the stuff that they would use to take down soldier boy and, and she's like i agree we have to like destroy homelander or whatever it takes but then like when 
she could do that. She decides to one-on-one -on -one fight him instead of letting him just go and deal with Soldier Boy, which is like, you decided to not defeat Soldier Boy so he could kill Homelander, but now you're distracting Homelander by fighting him instead of letting him fight Soldier Boy. So it just felt very Yeah, confusing. that was confusing. That was actually confusing. And the other thing with that, too, because earlier in the season, they teased, like, it seemed like there was either going to be a big team up against Homelander or a big team up against Soldier Boy. And I was hoping for either of those. I was hoping more for a team up against Homelander, but I was okay with either one. They did both, technically speaking. They did both, but they also kind of didn't, like, they sort of delivered on it, but especially that last fight, it was Hero just like... Him? Well, yeah, guess. well, that that did have one, but it was only like it was only a three on one. I was kind of hoping for more. Like when Starlight kept or started recruiting people, I was like, "Oh hell yeah, let's like build this up for the rest of the season and then have the showdown." And that ended up getting thrown out the window pretty fast after he kills Supersonic. Remember when she was she had her big moment with the the lights flickering on, and Huey was helping her, and then all she did was like pretty much put a flashlight in soldier boy's eye and then fall to the ground yeah i thought about that too like she spent all that energy and it just pushed him and then she fell to the ground and was like oh like drained and i'm just like okay well that wasn't the best yeah well she's also kind of outclassed in that fight because it's like the three strongest soups and she seems like she's on the upper tier but definitely not at their level yeah, and she's and like it's been exploited before in the like I think it was the second season. Like Starlight's very good in cities and in industrialized areas where electricity is flowing. Like get her into a rural area, get her into some fields. She has nothing. Like season two. Yeah, that's exactly. What... That is a good point though, David, because she probably had way more energy at her disposal there, and it's not really utilized. That's why it just blew my mind that, like, they really showed her charging, and it just pushed him. Like, maybe pushed him, like, ten feet back. Like, I don't even think he, like, fell on his back or anything. Like, he was still on his feet. And he just, like, <laughs> fell to her knees. Like, it was, like, too much. He was like, it's a that was everything I could do, guys. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, Maeve's eyes gouged out because she decided to be annoying. Yeah, I, I was really, like, I felt bad for, I don't like saying this, I felt bad for Homelander when Maeve was trying to, distract him or whatever she was doing i was like yo let him fight soldier boy i want to see homelander and butcher fight soldier boy he's like not now maybe he's like uh she she said i don't i don't have anything better to do or i don't have a different objective or whatever she said i was just like god damn it i know take like the yeah. quiet kid in the board game strat and just let the two loud people fight each other while you like get all the resources and win or whatever yeah and they they seems like they're doing that like they like they have the whole laser eye thing where butcher is hitting him with the sh his laser eyes and the shield and then homelander does it too so like they have that moment where it's like ooh, are we going to see them team up to defeat a greater evil and soldier boy but then it doesn't happen yeah because they're all trying to protect ryan in that fight like mm -hmm. i kind of wish we just didn't have to deal with ryan in that fight even like obviously he should play a role in the show but like I feel like he just overcomplicated things because everyone in that fight was like, he was like the MacGuffin. Yeah, Soldier Boy. Like, we saw him back off when 
Butcher told him not to kill M.M., even though M.M. attacked him first. But he didn't back off in this fight, because he was just like, screw the kid, and screw Homelander, like, I'm killing my family. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think that made a whole lot of sense on Soldier Boy's part. Yeah, do we want to get into, like, them making him uh, Homelander's dad now? I don't know or what do topic we... that falls under, but... Okay. I, I guess Soldier Boy. Okay. Do do we have thoughts on that? I just kind of felt like it didn't really go... It didn't feel like it mattered that much, I, but I'd be down to hear counter-arguments. I mean, I feel like the way they use it at the end of the episode, they wanted it to be, like, this huge amazing jaw-dropping cliffhanger that's just gonna have you at the edge of your seat but like i kind of already wondered like because they had set up the lore with payback and stuff in the other earlier seasons in soldier boy i was like so like are any of these soups related to those soups and then when that came out it was like oh okay and i also just don't feel anything because like homelander has stressed a ton and it's been stressed through his writing how he was grown in a lab and poked and prodded by doctors so like okay you could be his biological father but like that doesn't matter in like homelander's world like mm -hmm. i beat just, my meat just into a, a cup yeah like that's literally it that's where it begins and ends i was also wondering on a just side note with something that you said i was wondering if maybe they were going to reveal that black noir just was a like somebody that kept getting replaced because i was like they could very easily do that with him since he never speaks and you never see his face like they could have just been replacing him several times throughout the years but i guess it's the same dude from day one they got clapped how did we yes. feel about that like disney animation with a stuttering like chipmunk squirrel when he's talking to get like his memories back and everything all his trauma that he forgot with everything with soldier boy it was okay it was definitely out of the blue i think but very out of the they blue. they had hinted at it in earlier seasons there was that one scene where noir is like you think he's taunting the boy but he's trying to comfort the boy with like the uh the stuffed bear or whatever oh yeah early killed. season two i think right yeah he had just killed like the boy's parents or I don't, something or other and then you also see him drawing that chipmunk dude at some point i don't know what season but i saw a screenshot of it it was like oh my god i think this has been the goal the whole time the fact that they used it to explain what happened with soldier boy and uh, noir i didn't know it was like that like that i thought he just got his face burned not beaten and then and then burned and th then he lost brains and then ending it with his, them saying bye to him and, and the chipmunk saying he's going to see Christ the Lord. It was strange to say the least. I, I'm really shocked they just killed him off without even, he never even confronted Soldier Boy. Like they were building that up. That was the whole reason Noir left in the first place. He didn't want to come face to face with him and then he never did. I think maybe that was another unsatisfying thing. I hadn't, like, consciously clocked that, but I think maybe that was part of why this finale wasn't as good, at least in my book. No, I agree with you. I think so, too. And also just, his, like, they used the animation throughout that episode to, like, display his emotions. And, like, when he comes back to the tower and he shows up to Homelander and he takes out the thing and it's like, 
soldier boy is coming we'll kill him or whatever and then like they hug there's like little animated hearts and i'm like so does noir like really like homelander like are they actually close like what and then homelander just kills him just pulls out a spleen should have told Oh, but when he had that whole dialogue about, like, he can see under his mask. Oh, my God, that was so good. I love Homelander so much. And then he had, then he went and had that hypocritical speech about, you don't kill your own when A-Train, he was talking to A-Train about Blue Hawk, and A-Train just glimpsed at Noir's mask. He was like, really, dude? Yeah. Yeah. That's why Homelander's the best, man. I'm trying to tell you. You love to hate him. He, he's very captivating every time mm -hmm. he's on screen. I know the actor kills it. Like, he Jesus really does a great job. Yeah. I wonder, though, I was thinking, I think yesterday, like, is he gonna end up being a little too iconic in this role that, like, he's gonna have a hard time playing somebody else? I hope Like, not. the way that, like, no matter who he plays, Daniel Radcliffe is always gonna just be Harry Potter. I wonder if Anthony Starr can, like make that turn because he's just so good as homelander i guess we'll I, see i mean i always imagine people are still going to see him as homelander first but i definitely just based off of this role think he has the chops to do other major roles as well no yeah there's no question there it's just i wonder if his reputation is going to be too tied to the character maybe if they give him like a little bit of a different look if if like he's got a whole beard and like different hair color in another role maybe that would help yeah do we want to transition into homelander or do we want to keep did we have more with soldier boy first or oh yeah i had a lot go? more in soldier boy to me he's honestly just better more human homelander like not in the intimidating sense but he was he was a piece of shit person before he received his powers and his abilities and his abilities made him even that much more of an ass but i think jensen ackles Honestly, it's just as captivating to watch as Tony Starr and his role of Soldier Boy. Not for the intimidating, never know what he'll do in this scene isms, but because you expect him to stay one note, uh, the the one note asshole the whole time, um, and we see cracks in his personality almost immediately. There was a Reddit post that was titled "Small Things We See Soldier Boy Do That Set Him Apart from Homelander and Stormfront." Stormfront, shout out to you slash a dash jasminator he wears normal clothes you see him sleep he works well with the team when he's fighting butcher and huey with butcher and huey at hero get hero gasm he starred in goofy in universe vignettes he's expressed remorse he has genuine conversations with non-soups he's backed off when told to like i said before hero gasm even though mm attacked first but you told him to back off and he did he was a quote-unquote fucking disappointment before the powers where homelander was bred to become a fucking disappointment of a human i think his normalcy makes him more interesting to me because it makes me believe he can be redeemed at some point if he chooses to be redeemed like a train uh i'm not rooting for him but it's not impossible for him to win me over again i'm upset he never came face to face with noir before noir died they built that up only to have him get clapped by homelander like that that was the last person he had to kill and homelander did it and then they don't even really talk about noir dying. i don't think homelander even mentions it wait he might have he might have just said noir's dead or whatever i don't remember it's not good that i don't remember 
But I like Soldier Boy as a good addition to the show. For this season, at least. I can't imagine he's going to come back immediately next season. And if they do, I'm a little worried because they might just kill him off. I thought he was dead, or do we no, not know that not for dead. sure? Oh, he's, he's not, not dead? No. Okay. We saw Mallory has him. He's quote-unquote back on ice. Okay, I must have missed that. Yeah, that was at the montage at the end of the season where they're showing everybody just in the worst positions of their lives. Except Maeve. But yeah, that, that's what I had on Soldier Boy. The thing I thought was most interesting with him was when they showed the backstory. Because uh, I think at the time they were still teasing that team up against Homelander. And they showed how Payback teamed up against him in the past. So I was like, oh, that would be history repeating itself, maybe... And that never really went anywhere. But I think there's still potential for that to come back in. Where, like, if Homelander does end up getting killed, which I think would probably be the end of the show. Yeah. Or at least the end of most people caring about the show. But there, like, there is a question of, like, would history repeat itself completely? In the sense that, like... Everyone just kind of thinks, oh, Homelander died, but, like, they don't, like, they never know what kind of person he really was. His legacy is, like, maintained as, you know, the most American superhero and, like, that he's actually a good dude. Or are they going to be able to change it with him where they not only kill him, but also reveal to the world who he really is? Well, they're already starting to. It's just his fans don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, Vault lied, people died. Mm-hmm. We should get into that, but David, did you have... Or, well, did either of you have any more on Soldier Boy first? My main thing with Soldier Boy was... I was just a little surprised it was him. I thought this season, especially because the way the second season was ending, that we were going to be following the head pop lady but that seems oh. to be the setup for next season as well. So maybe in season four, we're going to see that confrontation. But yeah, Soldier Boy, it felt very, by the end of it, like here is your Chekhov's gun and we're going to pull him out in the last season and he's going to be the reason why we're able to kill Homelander. And he never quite went off in that sense. No, a little bit. I don't think we ever saw his full potential in that way. A Homelander or a Soldier Boy? Soldier Boy. Oh, yeah. I think we kind of do with, um... I still can't remember her name. The red soup that he used to... Oh, Crimson Countess. That one, yes. I wanted to say Scarlet something, but I... Uh, yes, her. I um, mean, the similarities. Exactly, right. she is the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Yeah. I think we did kind of see it with her... And I guess sort of earlier with Kamiko too. I guess we'll we'll have to see if they're gonna do more with him. Do we want to move into Homelander? Or... Yeah, Homeland. One of you uh, can start. Well, my main question with this, and I'm gonna turn it around as a question to you, Jelani. David, feel free to answer this as well. But the entire season, I was waiting to see if he was gonna like you know fully snap, and we kind of half got him like going full sociopath this season but they kind of only went halfway with it so i want to know how you guys feel and especially you jelani about how they kind of like let him show his true self but also like the public's not really freaking out they're 
largely accepting it. Obviously, there's some division, but namely, like, the first time I was wondering if it was going to, like, really go nuts was the, I think it's the end of episode two when he does that speech. I think he's, it's on the reality show. And mm-hmm. it ends the episode there, and I was like, oh, shit, is this going to, like, change everything? And then it turns out, oh, actually, people are kind of getting on board. And there was one line from him, I'm not remembering what it was exactly, but I was thinking, oh, that's going to be the thing that, like, people are okay with and latch on to. I think it was like, if they can control me, they can control you, I want to say, was the line that stood out. Oof. So they had that, and it was, like, big, like homelander just being himself but then it also kind of blows over in a way like it's not a small thing but it's certainly not like the world seeing him for the sociopath that he is and then the very final moment where he lasers the dude and like i think it's still good like they're they're still doing something very purposeful i'm not mad that they're like not having people be horrified by him but i do wonder what that means for the show so like jelani for you how did you feel about them like kind of letting him go all out but also still kind of holding him back this season i'm satisfied with how much they're letting the real him eke out the end of season two the deadness in his eyes, biting his tongue as he stood next to Starlight and Maeve was the biggest tease they could have given, so I'm glad they at least partially delivered on him cracking. The fact he called out Maeve and Starlight's bluff this season about releasing the tape and would pull a spoiler, but comic accurate move, uh, I think was realistically handled, at least for now. Feel he could uh, still do this with or without the tape there. Honestly, that might be next, um, actually considering his people support his killing of the guy at the end. Well, I bet there's going to be backlash from that come season four, but yeah, it is leaving us with he's getting support. Yeah. Yeah, and Amazon made a meme out of that that face he made where he was just like Mm -hmm. shocked and confused and then starts smiling. Like, huh, I totally planned for this. Yeah. He's still the most captivating show um, captivating character in the show to watch, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So, you know, uh, I was satisfied with what they did. I'm just, they better continue to deliver, and he better come out more and more until full sociopath. They might be doing the long, the slow burn thing, which I really hope they don't do, because I'm still waiting for him to just fully snap. And more and more people see that side of him. I think more and more characters are getting to see that side of him, which I'm also satisfied with but i need the world to see it all of it all of it yeah i think i said something to this effect when we covered season two but i think the moment that he like publicly goes full sociopath that's gonna start the timer for when this show has to end like i don't think it can continue probably not for more than like a season and a half after that happens maybe two seasons if they really stretch it but i think it should probably only be one But it kind of seems like they're trying to have it both ways because the show is so popular. Like, it seems like they want to keep extending it, but I think it... I hope what they do is end of season four, he snaps, goes apeshit, and then season five is, like, Homelander as a public villain. And they, like, 
try to bring him down, I guess. That would be my hope. We'll have to see if they keep trying to, like, toe the line like they did this season. Mm-hmm. David, how did you feel about it? I agree with, like, everything Jelani said. And, like, yeah, I feel like a lot of the show and a lot of the captivating parts of the show come from, oh, my God, like, is this going to be the scene where he just burns down New York? Is this going to be the scene? Is it now? And you just constantly kind of <laughs> want it to be that moment. And I think this season dealt with it okay. I wasn't, like, super impressed. I thought the whole, like not daughter but kind of daughter of edgar being the congresswoman turned vp and like usurping her like adopted father and that being the way that homelander gets to power was a little convoluted and confusing and i was like okay we could have done this i feel like a little bit cleaner and it could have been a little bit more intense I feel like they lost a lot of suspense there if just for the way they did it. But it made enough sense for the character. So by the time Homelander does pop off and kill the dude at the end, he has enough rallying people that they're like, woohoo, that's rad. Yeah, fuck the system, anarchy. But I think like you, I the my ideal would be like season four would be people seeing how terrible that can go and how... He doesn't care about anybody, and that includes them. And then season five be like the all-out world versus Homelander. I did think that they got rid of Stan Edgar a little too early with it, because I think I made a note in, like, the first couple episodes that, like, Stan Edgar is, like, the only thing really keeping Homelander in check. As soon as he's out of the picture, that's when Homelander is, like, really all-powerful. And I kind of wish they had waited a little longer to get rid of him. But I did love the meeting between Homelander and um, Stan Edgar right after. Like, Homelander takes full control, where Stan Edgar's, like, even in defeat, he's like, yeah, you beat me, but guess what? Joke's on you. Now you have no one to hide behind. I was like, oh, yes. That's, That's, like, he could still be influential i really hope they bring him back because he's one of the best characters in the show if not the best and one of their strongest actors so like oh yeah the material but he's like the only one who can match homelander in any way i don't know if they can really do that anymore because now he doesn't have his like weight to throw around at vaught because that was kind of the only thing keeping him like on that level so i don't know if they can like bring him back up to that but i would love to see more of him if we can somehow i agree i thought for a lot of reasons they got rid of him too soon also props to that young actor that portrayed the uh, younger version of edgar he mm. had his speech pattern down yeah yeah i always think that's so impressive young mallory and and young edgar they did a great job and that was another really powerful like moment, like seeing the soups in the eighties just killing American soldiers because they just don't care, and like seeing how they don't care in a war zone because they're bulletproof, like they can just have fun. Like I, that part of it, I really enjoyed. I actually kind of wish the whole episode would have been in the eighties, and we would have just had a contained story that way. But what can you do? You notice how none of payback was killing the Russian soldiers. Yeah, like, they were just Soldier killing Boy America. The they were just, like, killing. They were just having fun. Yeah, no, that was purposeful, though, because they made the deal with the Russians. So they weren't killing the Russian soldiers. 
they were only quote unquote accidentally killing the American. Well, there you go. They gave him Soldier Boy. Yeah. Are we are we done with the those two? I guess the last thing with him, I was glad we got so much of him like intimidating people this season. Like obviously we had it in later seasons. It felt like there was more of it this season, and that's kind oh, of man. this show's like this bread and butter. Adrian, when he came, when I was like, when is when is Homelander gonna come back? As I always wait for it every season. Just when when are we gonna get to see the real him? And then A-Chain was like, fuck you, man. I was like, what did you say? And then you heard the music, like, distort. I, know. I was like, oh, no. I feel like part Sight. of it, too, Sight. part of it is that, like, we've all done that. When the, like, person, we can't, like, say what we want to their face as soon as they're out the room. We, like, flip them off or whatever. But yeah. you can't do that with someone <laughs> like him. Because he, yeah, he has, like, super hearing as well, Sight. I think, right? It's like, oh, Any man. scene with them was funny to me, though, this season. Like, he would walk in, he'd just be like, I could see your girder. Like, you fat fuck. <laughs> You're disgusting to look at. And I was just, like, dying. I was like, oh, my God. Or Homelander in the deep. Just deep yeah, when he Timothy. makes the deep eat the the octopus. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's the saddest the line. Wife, he was like, like she's not even on his side. She's texting him, eat the fucking octopus. Yeah. And he, he the deep said the octopus was praying. Oh, that's so sad. How could that I is... could not like you could like you're hearing the thoughts as you're chewing now. That's I thought so he was going to grab him and run. I didn't, really didn't understand or like the point of the Deep's wife. I don't... I still I don't, don't get what her role is. What's going on there? But then she came out with the book in too deep. I, don't... I, I think she's important in that she's, like, one, helping control his image, and two, it's kind of continuing that, like, thing where they they have, like, the public-facing, like, the Deep is reformed and everything, and she kind of is, like... I think a good reminder to us of like how everything that he did in season two is is all kind of fake and he has to like keep putting that face on for the cameras so i think they're like she's serving a good purpose like story-wise in that sense i hate all of his scenes i think he's the worst character to me like more so than frenchie well i like frenchie but like all of his scenes i just i just hate him i need him killed off I don't think he's, like, poorly constructed, though. Like, he's annoying. He's, like, one of the most unlikable characters, but I think he's good to have around in the show. They're, like, they're still no. doing interesting things with him, I think. No. Not, not the most, but, like, he would be far from the first character I would cut. He's had sex more times with fish more times than I can count this season. More than yeah. doing anything else. I don't want that. He's not necessary. They have done a lot of weird deep having sex with marine animals i didn't want to say fish because i think he i think it's implied he like fucks a dolphin at one point too but an octopi a mollusk but yeah he but... wants to fuck the dolphin but then he kills the dolphin oh right okay i knew it was something like that yeah he frees it and then it flies out his windshield and then gets hit by a truck let's move on to nature of power nice so we were talking about that scene with Edgar. I, I thought Homelander was gonna kill him in that scene. I was just like, they're they're gonna kill Edgar off too soon, man. Don't do it. All I could think about during his speech was just for Esposito to make it out of the room. That was it. I thought once he put the cup down, I was like, oh my god, he's about to just run his fist through his stomach or something. 
I'm so glad that didn't happen. But he's gone right now, and I miss him. What do we have on the nature of power? So we could get, like, really hooey-toity with it. Like, Edgar likes to, or, like, Cersei likes to in Game of Thrones when he, they talk about power. But at the end of the day, Homelander, as he says, can just flatten New York and that can just be like a fun afternoon. So power in this show really has a crazy scale. I think, if anything, this season showed the cost to power. You saw what can happen to soups when they lose it. You saw what can happen to normal people when they take temporary V and try to attain a different level of power. So I think, if anything, this season, out of any of the seasons, seemed to be more of a cautionary tale to the power than any season before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they kind of were going in a lot. Like, I think there's at least th three or four times that characters mention how they see their power as a burden or how they just hate having it, both with the temp Chico, V and with, yeah, Butcher. Butcher. I think there's another one I'm forgetting. But they are kind of like, oh, well, I guess Edgar, too, in his speech to Homelander. With the temp V, I they were kind of bring up the like idea of whether does power corrupt or it ultimately lands on like the idea that power reveals i think somebody i think it's kamiko says like it just makes you more you like it it just amplifies the qualities that you already have and i think that's kind of part of the fascination with like homelander and some other like of the like alternate Superman characters and I guess Superman himself is that like like I guess the idea with Superman is like if you're good then being all powerful makes you like extremely good or with Hancock it's like if you're just sullen and depressed then having powers just means that you like bump into buildings and like wreck entire highways instead of just like falling asleep in an alley or something and then with homelander we have like and these characters we see like some of their qualities amplified this season so that was like just another thing that it felt like they were pushing a lot this season i don't know if they're going to do more with it i don't know if they need to Another place we kind of saw, uh, this isn't exactly related to what I was just saying, but like the dark side of power, we have Ashley this season. She ascends to CEO and like we kind of see a couple scenes where she's kind of like reveling in the power that gives her. I forget what the line is, but there's some line that Homelander throws at her and then we see her throw it at someone else. I think it's just some random guy like two scenes later. Oh, is your brain being fucked by stupid? Yeah, that. So we see her, like, enjoying it, but really all it ultimately does is, like, stress her out even more and put her even closer to Homelander and, like, in his blast radius. So it's kind of like an empty form of power. A facade, uh, like the wig on her head. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. I agree with the season isn't showing powers like all it's cracked up to be. It's more of a burden than anything. Anyone ha who has abilities in this show, especially this season, is a target bargaining chip or dying because of it. Or stripped of it. Don't gain power, people. It's a lot. 
I think it was also showing that even with physical power or quote-unquote political power, like you were saying about Ashley, you can still be powerless. Or there was power being stripped, like Newman not even trying to head pop Homelander. In that scene, he was choking her. Kimigo getting beaten up without her powers, all friends he was forced to watch. So I, was... I also wonder, like, when she brought up that scene with Newman, like, mm -hmm. so I just wanted to make sure because I was watching it a blur so like she was playing it down just to keep that secret because he doesn't know she's the head popper and she wants to keep that leverage no he i think he knows i think he yeah, said it i to thought her. he referenced it somehow in that scene i think he told her to try it okay i need to rewatch that then because i was like why isn't she popping his head yeah no i think he dared her to try it so can he stop it i wonder I kind of feel like no, because I think she's anonymous enough in like her identity as the head popper that if she could do it, she would have done it by now. Unless maybe she's just waiting and like trying to use that to gain political clout like she's doing. So I guess there's a motivation for her not doing it yet, but I kind of feel like she can't. I'll take that. It'll be interesting to see, though. I, I'd like to at least see her try. Like, if, if she's ultimately gonna die, I want to see what her best effort is against him. Because now with Soldier Boy gone, I wonder if she's actually, like, the biggest threat to Homelander. Newman used head pop on Homelander. It didn't have any effect. <laughs> I guess we gotta call in Pikachu, then. I don't think Pikachu would do anything to Homelander. Ever. That's just my guess. We shall see. So, what you're saying is we need Raichu. We need the guy with all of the Pokemon. Nobody said that, Evan. Mew. Mew can beat Homelander. Probably. And now I have all of the Pokemon. Thanos can beat Homelander. <laughs> that would be interesting to see. I, I guess he probably could. But I wonder if maybe that would be a fair fight. Uh, probably Homelander versus Captain Marvel would be a better fight. Captain Marvel. He, we've, we've seen him. He, he can scrap. You know, against people evenly matched with him, but people more just straight up stronger than him, he's he's getting washed by Captain Marvel. Okay. Like he's still using relying on his strength and all of that. Like it's like Superman fighting Batman. I hate using this analogy, but it is like Superman fighting Batman. If Superman was just stripped of all of his abilities, Batman's winning because Batman has technique and all that training. I mean, we've also seen Superman lose to Wonder Woman, who's pretty close to him in strength, but she has training, so she can beat him. Anyway, that's not the point of this episode. We're done with nature of power. I had one more thing with that before cool. we move on. The arc with Starlight this season, I like. I I kind of liked this. Um, I was wondering where they would go with it, because... For, like, the first half of the season, we see her trying to, like, use her influence within Vought to, um, like, undermine Homelander and just throw her weight around. But ultimately, she gets strong-armed by mostly Homelander, but also, like, just Vought executives, I think. I was waiting to see, like, from early on in the season, like, is the show going to posture that, like, she is able to, like, do the good that she's trying to do? within Vought, or does she have to leave? And I do like that eventually she does have to leave. to, Or does decide to, and, like, realizes that the only way to, like, really undo the, like, harm that Vought is doing is to break away from it with her, like, 
Instagram live thing. Moving on to current event parallels and social commentary. Evan, you had a, a lot to say about this, so I'm going to let you... Yeah, so this was my biggest thing that I noticed this season. So last, in season two, I talked about how I was bothered by like all the really recent pop culture references. They kind of kept doing that this season, but I, I didn't really care. But then they doubled down, and they did just so many really blatant references to real-world events, and I don't understand why. I get that they're trying to do social commentary, and I think they're pretty good at it in some areas, but there were just, like, so many things. I have a short list here, but I'm, I'm sure there's maybe others that I'm missing. We had the most blatant call-out of the Pepsi commercial. Really obvious parallels to COVID conspiracy theories. 4chan. I was actually okay that they referenced 4chan, but it felt very pointed. Basically, we had the Charlottesville March, Stormfront Edition. Cameron Coleman, to me, that's a very obvious call out of Tucker Carlson. There's also a reference to the Blackout Tuesday thing from a couple of years ago. I don't remember exactly how it comes up. I think Ashley has a line that, she like. She said she has. My Instagram is full of nothing but black squares or whatever. Yeah, okay, that, that sounds right. I, I knew she had some line referencing it. And then the early quarantine celebrity imagine video. Were there any that I missed there that you guys caught? I feel like there probably are some that I missed. Cop killings in black neighborhoods of Blue Hawk. That doesn't really fall under what I'm talking about, and I'll get into why in a minute. But I would not put that in that list, because it's, it's too broad. It's too broad. Oh, you This mean is, like, like really specific, specific things. Was it the second or third season when he says I could take a shit in Fifth Avenue? Uh, I don't know. Because that's like, that's when Donald Trump said I could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue mm. and get away with it. I don't remember what season that is, but okay. Homelander says it? Yeah. I forget who he's, he's on like one of his rants when they're talking about numbers and he's like, I am Vaughn, I am this company. I could take a shit in Fifth Avenue and da 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 da. Okay, so there's one more. Well, it could be the second season. In, in either case, they, uh, they did a lot of that this season. So... If we don't have any more to add, I'm going to get into, like, why I have problems with this. Most of it is just, like, why Why are they here? If you guys can think of reasons they're adding anything, I'm down to hear them. But as far as I can see, they really aren't. And I'm totally not against this show trying to do social commentary. I just don't think this way that they're going about it is adding anything. And I'm trying to figure out what the line is between what feels like you know they're just trying to comment on the real world and what is crossing the line into this is like referencing the real world way too heavily the the line from ashley with the um black squares feel like it feels like it's the closest to that line i think because i think the first half of the line is black lives matter is my favorite hashtag that one feels like it's okay like, I think it totally checks out that Black Lives Matter is still a movement that happens in this universe. But then the Black Squares thing came from a very specific moment in the real world. So it feels weird that they're referencing that here. Like, that just, it feels like it's breaking the world. Same with the Pepsi, like, the Pepsi commercial feels like it's close to the line as well. Like, 
And I'm more okay with that one than some of the others because that at least has like is like a character moment for A Train where he's like trying to do like a lean in woke ad. But why are they calling out the specific Pepsi ad? Like we all kind of like that had its moment in the real world. We were all like, yes, this is dumb. So what is it doing here? And especially like so with some of the other ones. The Imagine video and the, like, blatant COVID conspiracy theory call-outs. It, it really doesn't feel like that's something this show is well-equipped to talk about. They, it felt like they were really trying to shoehorn. They're, like, making it so that Soldier Boy is supposed to be COVID. And that's just such a bad parallel to make. They just, they don't match up like that. They're all like, it's safe to go to restaurants and movies. And I'm like... Yeah, probably. Soldier Boy's one dude. Like, it probably is safe for them to go outside. So I get that they're trying to do that social commentary. It just feels very, very clumsy. They're almost like cameos, but they have the energy of that line from Bright where Will Smith says, fairy lives don't matter today. And he, like, beats the shit out of the fairy. Like, it's breaking the world in the same way as that. I just, I don't get why they're going so specific. There's really good social commentary that it's doing in other areas. Why are they trying to do this? I don't get it. Do you guys have theories or, like, I don't, other points? Because I agree. I think it's, this, like, their strongest social commentaries are the ones that aren't so overt. Like, when Homelander kills the guy it really rings true the Trump statement. And I was just reading an article and the guy, the writer, Kirk, whatever, he even said, like, that was the inspiration when writing the scene. And it's like, that makes sense to me. But, like, well, I also understand what you're saying. When there's scenes with, I forget what his name was, the one who's, like, really racist, that soup, not Stormfront this season. Blue like, oh, Blue Hawk, yeah. Yeah, when Blue Hawk is like, all lives matter, soup lives matter. Like, that also, I, I get what you mean, because that did take me out a bit. Yeah, and, like, that one, that one is, I think is also close to that line, because it does feel like, it, it felt like they typed in the phrase, like, I'm not racist, but, and then picked the top 10 things that came after that statement. And, like, that was where they got all his lines for that scene. In some ways, like, that is less world-breaking for me than some of the other stuff. It still felt like it was drawing a lot on, like, real-world anxieties. But I also think this show is very well-equipped to tackle police brutality. Like, I think that's a topic that this world like it fits really well into this world and i like that they explored that this season but again like i don't think blackout tuesday exists in this world because that just came from such a specific moment in the real world like the existence of the character blue hawk works there but then like yeah some of his dialogue felt like it's just it's a little too close to our reality in like a world building sense you could keep the same subtext and still have him be, like, insensitive and racist in that scene. But I feel like they're just, they're kind of going about it in, like, a clumsy way just to, like, shout out stuff that we recognize from real life. Yeah, I get that. Especially when you have a character, like, for that example, like, A-Train, that you could show, like, a lot of more nuance to. Mm-hmm. 
And I love his arc for this season. Like, that is where I think, like, his whole conflict with Blue Hawk was really good. And if they had just kind of kept it at, like, keeping it within the world of the show and, like, using that as a way to comment on the real world, I think that works fine. And everything where they are doing that does work well. It's where they're crossing, like, I'm trying to figure out where this line is where they cross over into, like, if you didn't know the thing from the real world that it's referencing, you don't, like, it doesn't make sense, basically. Like, the Imagine video doesn't make sense if you didn't know that was a thing that really happened. It's just such, like, and he brings it up later when they'd say, like, he, whatever his name, felt threatened, and he was, like, in a room of black people who aren't even soups. And it's like, what do you mean soup lives matter? Like, ear soups. Like, who, who's killing soups? Right. So, are you saying that scene doesn't make sense? Like, you're curious as to why that uh, Blue Hawk scene is there? Because earlier you said you're fine with BLM being in the thing, but you're are you not fine with the parallel between police brutality and... No, I'm, I'm totally fine with that parallel. It's just where they're, like... It's where they're overly referencing stuff that is too is too specific because here's the thing like police brutality and the black lives matter movement that's like a large trend that's happening in the real world so i think because it's it's broader that just works better for this show to like comment on it it's trying to have social commentary for the real world and that's like a big same with like the me too movement that they like the commentary they did with that mostly in season one mm-hmm. that's a large chronic broad issue that it's commenting on so that all works fine like i was saying most of the stuff that they do with blue hawk feels like it it works really well and doesn't break the world at all like the fact that he's like over policing this black neighborhood that works and like even like that scene where he attacks all the people in the town hall meeting or wherever that was, most of that scene pretty much works. It just feels like they're trying to go a little too hard with like giving him talking points that are just like things that like conservative newscasters say in the real world. Like if they didn't stack all of those phrases up one on top of the other, if they just included, like, a couple of them and then made, like, the rest of them subtext, just in a world-building sense, that would just feel more grounded. Instead, it feels like it's trying to call out, like, just phrases that we hear every day. I feel like it would have been more effective commentary if they, like, made him, like, made it more subtext, I guess. I disagree. I'm fine with it the way it is. I I think it works better if it's called out to the forefront like it was because it's blatantly showing the parallels to this world uh, as far as the conservative commentary goes. And if you've seen some of the comments I've seen about the show, they're still too dumb to get it. Like, as blatant as this is, I saw a comment that, there was a post about a comment that said he was agreeing with Blue Hawk until he started attacking people. 
And I was like... So he was agreeing with, like, all the points yes. that he was saying? Yes. Yeah, the that you're blatant, supposed to be laughing at him for. Yeah, the the blatant parallels to this world. What do you say? All lives matter, super lives matter, all of that. So I, I think it something as big as that needed to be... I don't think it needed to be subtext for this. I get that point. That's a very valid point. That's fair enough. I... I didn't realize there were reactions like that happening. Yeah. So I guess that is that's a fair counterpoint. Moving to a slightly different example, do you do you think the Imagine video does that not just, work for you or do, like does does it break the world? Is the It doesn't break the world for, for me. me. It was it was goofy as hell. It's like, okay, I know what this is referencing. I think some of it is just there to just for the audience to point at and be like, oh, hey, I know that reference. And then for them to move on, honestly. Right, it's like a cameo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Honestly, the part that broke the third season the most for me was when Frenchie and Kimiko were in the hospital and then they're watching that movie and then she just starts, like, singing and dancing and they go and they have, like, a glee moment and it's all in her head. And I was just like... <laughs> Why is it, why this turned to Glee? I was like, I literally was like, what what was happening? I really hated it. I hated yeah. everything about it. Yeah, that was a full. It felt longer than it was. I don't even know. I don't even want to give a number to how long that scene was, or and compared to how long it felt. But I I didn't. I just kept waiting for something to go like horribly wrong during that song. I was like, there's no way they're going to do this without, like, building it up to, like, the most horrific death scene or something. Remember how they played off Frenchie's just him standing up? Because he was being compared to a loyal dog this whole season, you know, and whoever mm -hmm. has the collar controls him. And then he finally stood up to somebody that had the collar on him for a long time. And then he was just like, yeah, we get it. We heard you, man. How did that play? All of Frenchie's stuff this season, I wasn't that big of a fan. And that, that that I also didn't like. I didn't understand the whole resolution. Even, like, mm -hmm. fighting. When he was fighting with her about it, and he was like, she was right. I've always been a dog my whole life. Just the person pulling the least changes. And she's, like, using, like, ASL to tell him he's an asshole. And I'm just like, what? Like, I'm confused. What happened to the boys that I used to know and love? one week ago for you yeah honestly um, 48 hours before that moment <laughs> i don't think it needed to be in there i i don't think you needed frenchie's whole fake character arc that they didn't really earn i like him as a character it's like evan said he's they're not doing nothing and i like kimiko as a character she's kicking ass she has a ass kicking scenes and then frenchie's just like it's time for me to do drugs. I, I can't. No, I'm doing it. That's not a French accent. Uh, I don't know what that was. Kimiko also has, like, such a unique identity within the show of, like, just what kind of a soup she is. Mm -hmm. And, like, her history. I definitely want to keep her around. But they they do just... They're, they're just plot devices, basically. Especially Frenchie. They at least give some time to, like... Like, give Kamiko character moments that feel like they matter. I think they try to give Frenchie character moments, but they all just fall very flat. If they're not going to do anything interesting with them, that's that's why I want them off the show. Is like, if they're going to do something interesting, then okay, but they just never do. Yeah, there's a lot of talking with them. Mm -hmm. And then 
them getting their ass kicked by normal people. And then... Right, well, that was that was the thing. Like, they just, they, like, nothing they did felt like it actually had an impact on, like, anything else. It felt like a, a whole separate thing. Yeah. And Mem, on the other hand, he, he has some stuff this season. I'm really glad he hit Todd. Todd needs to die. Yeah, I liked his conflict with Todd. I also was glad he got to, like, take some kind of revenge on Soldier Boy at the end. Like, he mm. got to be part of the team up against him. Because mm. I was hoping for that, but I wasn't sure how they were going to make it happen, since he wasn't going to take the temp V. Butcher, you know what he did to my family. I'm sorry, he's really fun to imitate. He's just so intense. <laughs> Every line that he says. I mean, he always has his hands, like, up, and they're, they're, he's, like, waving mm-hmm. them back and forth like, like he's done. Or he always has his hand, like, angled at somebody and his eyes just always look like it's the most intense thing he's ever done like everything <laughs> he's doing is the most intense thing he's ever done what else do we have on do we want to just move into social commentary i covered a lot of my points with it um so um, if it, like i have a couple more but if you guys want to jump in yeah. with the stuff that you had I was going to go back to A-Train for a second. I, I really thought they killed him. Giving him Blue Hawk's heart is so much worse than killing him off. And seeing him basically die only to come back to see his brother pissed off at getting revenge for himself adds to it. I really wonder where they're going to take him going forward because I'm not rooting for him even still. Because Really? He can, yeah, he continues to be a piece of shit. Uh, like, he's people... gotten me. I'm on A-Train. I'm on the A-Train. <laughs> he continues to be a piece of shit like even after people have called him out like starlight and ashley of all people have called him out for just being a piece of shit and pushing people away he still doesn't get it if he gets redeemed by the end cool if he doesn't i don't i just wonder where they're gonna go with him Jesse T. Usher, the actor, was upset during a Q&A when somebody asked him why Adrian is such a piece of shit. And he said something along the lines of, come on, man, give my boy a chance. And I'm just like... And then after that, I saw him rat out Supersonic, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm not giving him a chance, bruh. Your character's just not a good person. I think they're setting up for a good redemption arc with him, though, and I, I really hope they continue that. Because I think one of the best things that this show does in terms of social commentary is calling out like corporate performative wokeness mm-hmm. mostly with like oh god his suit change his suit change yeah well he was kind of like the biggest vehicle for it this season but they've done a lot with it in the earlier two we had the whole brave mave thing from season two that they kind of like there were some like little easter eggs of that did you guys that catch continued. that when they at the finale when at the newscast mm-hmm. they called still called her a lesbian oh yeah 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 I, was, I was like oh my god yeah. bot news i i like that they also had dude the marketing the black marketing guy there i don't know if he has a name there for um just for genuine reactions to everything just cringy a train was doing quote-unquote oh, for yeah. the culture yeah. His whole and then, pitch, and then the game, and she said, the game about the slave trade. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, oh my god, that's so funny. And I was so confused, so like, does he not have a penis? No, uh, remember he went to that, um, 
think it was Butcher took Huey to this, and it was like a recovery thing for people that had been in relationships. Oh, get it. He and fucked the soup, and it got too cold, and it fell off. off. Yeah. Yep. Wait, the, the guy off. from marketing? Yeah. Yep, it snapped off. I've totally and he, forgotten And he was that. like, that's the price to pay to spend a moment with a god. Mm-hmm. And they look at him like, you're insane. <laughs> I'm vaguely remembering. I'm vaguely remembering that moment. I didn't realize it was that character. Yeah, it's the same guy. And then A Train just roasts him by telling him, "You don't have a dick." As a black woman walked by, and I was just like, "Damn, dude, you are the worst." Not the worst. I still think the Deep is the worst character in the show, but he's. I I, I did not I, realize that keeps... line was literal. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It, it was very literal. Adrian just he just keeps fucking up and I'm just like, dude, I want to root for him. I'll say that. I want to root for him, but I just can't right now, man. I get that. I did like the way he killed Blue Hawk though, because that was awesome. I don't want to say an homage. It was very cool to look at. It was like the Cabal fatality from Mortal Kombat Eleven. But I think it was more of a reference, I guess, for lack of a better term, to the way black people would get killed by white people in the South back in the day. Um, getting dragged by horses in the street until they died. So A-Train got some some justice there. I think it was definitely intentional by the writers. Their part, I don't know if A-Train did it intentionally. I think he was just like, I'm going to run so fast I kill him. I did like that. And then they brought him back with the guy who... Oof. Yeah. Oof. Well... I really hope they continue it because the whole first half of the season and everything that we've seen with him before, he's like always acting selfishly, just worrying about his image, like everything he did. I know I hate it on the Pepsi ad, but like I'm less mad at that like world breaking thing because it at least like I think it shouldn't have been exactly the Pepsi ad, but like him doing one of those like performative wokeness ads like, that really made sense for, like, where he was at then. And then in the last couple episodes, we see, like, real remorse from him and, like, true reflection. I definitely wasn't expecting him to apologize at Herogasm. That was crazy. Like, yeah. He right. Apologize, and he was just like, no, I'm here to hit you. So he punched I him. I know. Huey really, like, they threw him away. What? Yeah. He did get really sidelined this season. But just his character, like, as far as, I think his character, too, as far as his power struggle with Starlight, she's like, I thought it didn't bother you. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I like to think in that moment, he was just like, yeah, it wasn't supposed to, but the writers changed their minds. I suddenly feel a strange urge to to be upset. <laughs> having, having I don't no know what powers. that's a reference to, but that's... It's not funny. a reference to anything. I'm oh, just, okay. like, doing stilted dialogue for Yeah, him. that's... <laughs> it is very strange. <laughs> that sounds like it's from something. That's pretty good. Um, maybe, maybe there is something that's doing it, and I'm unconsciously drawing on it. He was like, "It doesn't bother me, but I like being able to teleport, even though I'm dying. I want to. I can't I wanna, even open a jar. Oh. I want to save you, Annie. I want to save you." Yeah, that was the weird thing. It's like, so it's not about opening the jar. It's you want to save me. Because if it's the jar, just go to the gym, my guy. And then she's just like, you don't need to save me. I don't want you to save me. Yeah, it felt kind of inconsistent. I think they were trying to do something, like, thematic with it. And I, I sort of like where it ended up where he's like, 
reflecting that his dad like really was strong even though he didn't like project as strong it still wasn't we could have done without it it wasn't like the worst thing but yeah there was a lot of dude butts this season there was you got soldier boy you got huey i think we also saw the deeps again that um, guy who can like jump into dudes. your mind was he naked yeah because huey teleports on oh okay um oh yeah, yeah, yeah. homelander homelander and the ant yeah the guy the and his season three episode one he was we saw more than ass and we saw the inside of it yep oh yeah yep as soon as that scene started i was like oh man this is gonna get fucked up and then i was like oh wow even more fucked up than i thought it would what okay <laughs> yeah that was they were I've starting off strong like that. this season with like the shock value stuff yeah. and they kept it going I do think this show goes a little over the top with some of the shock value things. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, fine I'm not it. super grossed out with it most of the time, but I, I don't need it either. It just feels like, whoa, we're going extreme, guys. This gets people. It gets people talking on Twitter, though. No, for for sure. Like, there's, I, I get why. I just, I'm not super here for the like, like shock value stuff. They, they were hyping up hero gasm. Mm-hmm. I saw like that for, trending for a bit for a week, and that wasn't even like the most like season three episode one was way more shocking in my opinion. Like Herogasm was pretty tame, and they started off the episode with a big disclaimer and everything. Yeah, they had been hyping that up for the entire week, and then I think it was to get people to watch for the fight at the end of it because of all of those practical effects they used. That thing was worth it. I mean, I wasn't watching. For hero gasm i i would say i would watch that episode for that fight because that fight was stellar and homelander's snarls as he tried to get out of the headlock or whatever pinning position they put him in it was great as soon as he flies away too like i was just like oh shit that's the best chance they're ever gonna have yeah to to kill him too like there's no way there's ever gonna be they're never gonna get him in a corner like that again yeah. Did we have anything else on social commentary? I think I got through all my notes with it. I had two notes. Back to the current parallel thing. My guess with... Oh, this this was to answer your question earlier about all of the things you mentioned. Uh, it was... My guess was to placing those in the show, those, like, everything you mentioned, the blatant things to real life, uh, is to hold, like, a mirror up to the world. Well, for some of them. I've seen evidence uh even calling it out isn't working like what i was saying with the blue hawk thing and the commenter saying there are actually people out there i believe blue hawk had a point um and we're with him until he began assaulting members the homelander slash 45 parallels you know what i'm talking about um and his fans has done well i think wait what's slash 45 or the 45th president oh oh okay okay sorry you're good the thing is i don't think they're bright enough to know that homelander is the worst worst of the worst like mm -hmm. i think the show is calling them out but i don't think they understand they're being called out kind of sucks that i don't think it's affecting the people it's targeted towards i've heard that's true about american history x as well where like that movie is very very like strongly supposed to be coming out against white supremacy and it like it's pretty hard to not read it that way but apparently white supremacists actually really like it 
because it like speaks to their ideology even though like textually it's like really really strongly dismissing it they don't see that apparently i didn't see that but isn't that the one where ed norton curb stomps somebody yeah that scene's one of like the only scenes i just i i can't watch it like i have my eyes closed for most of it really good movie though that was all i had for that topic um if we want to move on to the last topic season four our predictions and what we want to happen and all that. David, you want to start? I want Huey to die. <laughs> oh. I hate Huey. In the first half of the first season, I thought they were setting up Huey to become, like, a supervillain. I was like, he's going to, like, fester all this hate and animosity and everything. But no, I don't like his character. I don't like what we've done with him. We can get rid of him. Bye. I don't know what I was expecting you to say, but I wasn't just, expecting that. Starting off with that is hilarious. Any anything else? And I just I want Homelander to just pretty much kill everybody. I'm on your team, Homelander. Bring it home for us, baby. <laughs> okay. We hear you, Homelander. And I hear you. I'll buddy. be your newer storm front. And that's the other thing. Not to like belabor A Train's arc too much, but like everything like the end of the second season where he's like fuck that nazi bitch yeah and into everything we see with this season like i really thought we were gonna see him be nicer and to see him turn in supersonic like that that's crazy i thought homelander was just lying to starlight just to get a get her to not trust a train i thought he heard it on his own or something but when it was confirmed he did do that i was just like oh come on bruh but uh butcher i don't know i really don't know what's what's entailed for butcher Oy. okay here's another question Fucking for you guys diabolical. Uh, now that i've seen so many episodes it's worn off but in the beginning especially like the first three episodes his acting just felt so much like jack sparrow and i don't know if it's like because the way they wrote him in the beginning but like every other word he was like savvy and i was just like oh my god i hear jack sparrow saying savvy <laughs> right now and it was really crazy and like the close-up of him and like he does that like that butcher smile that he's famous for it's a great but yeah i feel like this show is gonna end with butcher being dead and that's it it is what it is he has to die i think i think that's the only way his character is ever going to be resolved because he's just in so much personal torment now the big character that i don't really know i'm not sure what my prediction is i'm a little skeptical is ryan mm. i didn't mm, want them yeah. to make ryan a super villain but they're making it seem like ryan's gonna be a super villain the way he's like really enjoying his dad just killing people i want to see ryan become like a terrible person but also do you is there a reality where the boys time jumps i don't know or you want that to happen? Are you asking? No, no, I don't want that. But I can see that. Like, five years later, and now it's like a different actor, and it's like teenage Ryan mm. against Homelander. He's, he's just a dumb kid. All the I feel like they went a little inconsistent with him this yeah, he season. he doesn't know who's protecting him and who isn't. It's really annoying. Well, yeah, but they're. I feel like they're also... Like, the way they're shooting him and stuff, like, he's starting to really enjoy this evil ship. Yeah. So, like, if he's just going to become a baby little Hitler, like, I don't know. I felt like this season they were kind of leaning into his, like, youth too much with, like, oh, he's just, like, 12. He's too dumb to, like, really get that, like, Homelander's killing people. I'm like, no, 
I, don't, I feel like that's kind of a disservice to him. I feel like they're just, it's a little bit lazy, I think. Like, if you're going to do that with him, show Homelander, like, like, we had several moments in season two where, like, Stormfront and Homelander are talking to him, like, with both of their respective ideologies and, like, what him being, like, a soup means. And we didn't get any of that this season. So him flip-flopping from, like... And, yeah, we have the moment where, like, Butcher, like, turns his back on him. So I guess that's supposed to justify it. But it still felt like he sided with Homelander way too easily. Right? Like, they just have that one conversation of, like, it's okay, you know? Like, it's not your fault. And I guess that's supposed to, like be the first time he's heard that but then i just find that hard to believe because like he's been with mallory and butcher and everything and it's like if that's the case then butcher you really just lied to becca (laughs) like if you didn't even tell him it's not your fault like that's the minimum of that situation when he literally killed his mom so i don't know it all felt really weird It, it just felt like they dumbed him down so much from season two yeah and also i feel like they just dumbed the situation like, why, why is everyone in that whole situation acting, like, significantly dumber? I like that Homelander is actually trying with him, though. It I did, so like I was gonna, after this, I was gonna bring up how did, like, the Homelander dad scenes kind of work? Like, because when he was, like, kind of empathetic towards him, I actually was very intrigued because we never saw that side of Homelander before. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is very interesting. Uh, my favorite scene with him was when Ryan's superhero kicks in and he takes him out the restaurant and flies away. In season two? Yeah, when he's out with Stormfront and takes Ryan out and people start approaching him and then Ryan's superhero kicks in and he can't control it. It's just like that. I thought Homelander was just straight up going to abandon him in that moment and just continue to take pictures. I was just going to be like, yep, yeah, that's what I expect from him. And then he took him away and I was like, oh, damn. What the hell? That was actually nice what are you doing this is not why i'm watching the show wholesomeness get this out of here but then you also have the scene with him pushing him off the roof right but maybe <laughs> there's some reality where like butcher and homelander can be like a new wave gay fathers and they raise ryan <laughs> and that's how the story ends it's the boys homelander and butcher co-parenting sounds incredibly toxic I mean, Homelander parenting on his own is really toxic, but the two of them together might really compound both of their flaws. I want to see it. I want to see them make it as, like, an animated parody of WandaVision and just have, like, Homelander, like, in the apron, everything in the kitchen, just slaving away, like a Love Lucy parody. I... I saw Homelander. Did you one. laser the the neighbor's dog today? Can't applause. I don't, I don't like what you're doing. I'm, Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna need that to end. Okay. Um, <laughs> I saw Diabolical season one, which was the animated like anthology based on the boys. The last one and the there was like a Rick and Morty one where they legit used. Justin Roiland in them. Who does he play? He plays a guy called Papers, and he could just make Papers move in like a, a small storm, and he was, it, 
in the middle of him doing it, he's like, I can't read the papers like that I'm manipulating, so I kind of just kind of have to grab them out the air, and you have to check the papers for yourself. <laughs> it's like that is the most useless. Oh my god! It, that whole paper cut man. That whole episode was about like reject superheroes. There was a kid called I think I forget like Aqua Agua or something like that, and he was literally just a waiting pool of water. But it was like he was the Mexican flag colors. What else? There was a, the main character was like a person called Ghost, and they couldn't touch, eat, or like do anything really i think they could possess people it was that that was like number three for me they they had like a bunch of um celebrity guests that were like writing the shows i think aqua hers was the worst one to me but aquafina had one and it I, I didn't like it in the slightest what else i think there was one actually written by garth ennis the author of the original boys comic and that was like my second favorite it was like comic to animation like based on how you'd expect the boys comics comic to go if it was animated which I, I i think was the point because it was written by the author so yeah it was it was pretty good i don't know why i'm mentioning it but that was the thing i can imagine at some point they they might do it i love lucy it was all anthology parody stuff so you know hmm. why not homelander being lucy I mean, home is in his name. He's meant to be a house husband. There you go. Anyway, season four, more A-Train, more Homelander. I doubt they're going to bring him back soon, but I do hope Soldier Boy comes back. I think until they bury him, it's possible Noir isn't dead. Like, we saw how he got the facial scars and brain damage in the first place, getting his brains beaten out of him. So how could he not survive a gutting? I don't know how to really compare that, but I thought he was built like Kimiko when it comes to his regeneration, so I, I'm holding out hope. He's most Is M.M. out of the show? No. Oh, that's okay, good. good. I want more of M.M. Yeah, I don't see why he would be. I just wasn't sure, because, like, his whole thing was Soldier Boy, and now that's done, and, like, him and his daughter are good, and, like, it seems like he needs to be at home. As you were saying earlier, though, we'll probably find some way for Butcher to drag him back in. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I really like M.M. He's probably my favorite character. He needs to get back with Monique. Remember how he was treating her off screen in the beginning? Oh my god, the phone calls just yeah. my favorite thing. Yeah. They used to be my absolute favorite thing. You'd be like, oh, you can't watch the next episode of Downton Abbey, then we can't binge watch together. <laughs> you know, Champagne, you know how we like to get down. <laughs> yeah. More MM. I still kind of find myself paying attention during the Frankie and Kamiko scenes, even though they were probably the worst. I want the best for them and MM. Uh, please kill the Deep. His scenes actually piss me off. Please kill Ashley. Slanging that yayo. <laughs> do not kill Ashley. Please do not kill Ashley. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yes, she's like, the audience is laughing at her. At least I hope so. I'm sure there's some people who actually relate to her. And if you do, you're the problem. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, she said, you know, he's you get up a Tom Hanks type to teach you the way. And he's like, that's not at all oh, what happened. God. My brother was my coach. God. Well, okay. And with that movie pitch, did I hear correctly? Like, she was basically pitching the same movie that, like, 
they did with Soldier Boy that he describes from before. It's like, aren't they both like kid from South Philly who gets yeah. a mentor and something? I feel like it was like almost exactly the same. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm sure all of their movies are recycled. Can I get a what what? <laughs> God, I don't. She's just gross, man. Oh, she's disgusting. <laughs> She at least has, like, a, like I think they, they're they going to keep her around, if only to just be, like, the character face of Vought, though. Or a verbal punching bag. Yeah. You kind of need her for, just for, like, Vought stuff, I think. Because with Stan Edgar gone and Stillwell gone, who else is really there? Her character is as, is as appealing as her real hair in the show. <laughs> Killer, kill beep. I don't really care what hap- what happens to Huey. Like, when he was talking to Starlight, and he was like... D- no offense to Jack Quaid, but when he was talking to Starlight, he, he teleported her away from Herogasm. He was just like, I I wanted to save you. I was just like, shut up, man. I don't think your faces looked more punchable than right now. Like, I would not have been mad if Starlight just decked him and then went back to the thing. Oh, that's, that's all for me. I'd still be down for an actual soup team up on Homelander at some point. I, I do want that to happen now that they've teased it. Fingers crossed still for Chicken Noodle to show up finally. No, Evan. It will be a great day when that does happen. If it doesn't, I soup will hate the this day. show forever. <laughs> soup of, even if they did that. Even if they did that, like a TV program called Soup of the Day, I'm, I'm happy with it. As long as they acknowledge somehow. Please do it. I think they might find a way to keep Butcher around. I don't know if they'll kill him off. Given just how big of a character he is, I, w- I wonder if they're going to actually find a way to save him. There's only three members of the Seven left, so that to me sounds like we're getting a lot of new faces. Season four. More Super Sonic? Superest Sonic? You got a license to drive. What was his superpower anyway? Did I don't we know, ever... something clapping with his hands. Like, there was a music video released of Supersonic, and he clapped with his hands, and you see, like, a wave of something come out. He was too pure for the show, though, so they killed him. Apparently. Homelander really brought, like, tacos to his, like, <laughs> orientation. Big oof. Is that it? Is... That's all my predictions. I think that's everything. All right. That has been season three of The Boys. Evan, you want to... Yep. Boil the plate. I'll boil our plate. Our next episode is going to be Troy, which is currently on Netflix. Check out our YouTube channel. We have a new video on the Spider-Man movies, Spider-Man Before the Bite. It's been out for a bit now. Yeah, please watch that. We have our Patreon for $1 a month. Merchandise is on Zazzle. Our logo is by Kelsey Hendry. The show is at INTAnalysis18. I am on Twitter at Ev underscore Wes. And where are both of you? I'm on Twitter at July and T. Kelly, Instagram July and T. Kelly, YouTube-based Phoenix. I haven't posted in a while still, but it's up there. I got stuff. I'm not anywhere, so just... David's hiding in Bot Tower. Hey, yep, there it is. <laughs> on the 99th floor, with the doors closed. All right. And uh, this has nothing to do with anything else, but because I'm me, I have to mention, as we are recording this, it is July 16th, which makes it 12 years to the day since Inception was released. That's what we're ending on? Oh my god. No, let's have a Spotify question.
yeah. Oh, yeah, we need a Spotify question. Uh, maybe just season four predictions? Give us your season four predictions. I was going to ask who the real heroes are. Well, we if already know the answer to that. You are the real You guys. Heroes. No, you guys aren't the real heroes. I'm the real hero. Because I have all of the Pokemon. <laughs> I knew for some reason I felt that coming back again. If, you, if you're on Spotify, answer this question first. What the hell is that from? Because Evan swears that's a reference. He's been saying... No, I, I think I finally figured out what I was getting confused with. May. I think it's... Oh, I've been saying it long before that. I think just not to you. Oh my god, <laughs> that's worse. I think I figured out I was actually getting confused with the line from Age of Ultron where he goes, this is what I wanted. All of you against all of me. But for some reason, I thought it, that stuck in my head as, now I have all the Pokemon. Which is a more fun line. That's so unsatisfying. That whole story you just told. And the episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. See you guys later. Bye.